G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. On a Thursday, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia State Director for Queensland. Andrew's back with us. Hey, Andrew, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Anil, and uh, good morning to the listeners. Andrew, uh, I mentioned, and a number of our conversations today will be around some similar sorts of things. There are some pretty bad things that have been going and developing, and we talk about those a lot uh, on this program. Uh, but there's some good things too. I wonder, though, let's start with uh, what you're seeing as the challenges, and then we'll, we'll, we'll introduce some of the good things that are happening too. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd start with a quote from a from a Christian writer who was writing a couple of hundred years ago, and this is from a fellow from the from the the U.S. by the name of Noel Webster, and he wrote this. He said that the moral principles and precepts contained in the Scriptures ought to form the basis of all our civil constitutions and laws. All the miseries and evils which men suffer from vice crime, ambition, injustice, oppression, slavery, and war proceed from their despising and neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. And that just sort of gets us started on thinking about, well, okay, well, how does that work out? And we think about law, if we do, we think about the things that, that parliaments pass, and for as long as I can remember, we've tended to vote, and this is, I'm speaking about believers, we've tended to vote for conservative political parties. And there's nothing wrong with that because the conservative parties have tended to be somewhat closer to the scriptures in their policies than, say, the Labor Party. But we have to be a much more than just conservative because God's given us his law and Jesus in the Gospels never annulled or abolished God's law. And in a sense here, uh, when we're going to talk about, you know, there's some bad things that have developed uh, over decades now, not just uh, recent years, although they seem to have accelerated. Uh, but, uh, but we're not talking about one side of politics or another here because there's a whole lot of issues. And as you're saying, uh, while uh, conservative can be good and a lot of Christians lean that way because it leans a little more uh, to where a biblical Christian foundation might lie. Um, others might say, uh, you know, both sides are, have moved away from a Christian foundation. There's a way that we look at things through a Christian lens. There's a way that we have to pace ourselves and put ourselves into the picture from a Christian biblical perspective, and that might lead to good things rather than bad outcomes. But we've had a few bad outcomes. How do you reflect on those? Well, it's true. It's true that they, there have been some bad outcomes. There are always bad outcomes happening around the world in different places in different times. But we know about, about the law of the Lord is that it wasn't based on pragmatism, that is what seems to work right now, or expediency. 
It's the law of God given at Mount Sinai to Moses around 1500 years BC. So we ought to be, as Christians, working towards seeing the law of God being implemented, beginning in the church, but also in the social and political sphere. This this might take a while, possibly generations, because it's a process. It doesn't all happen overnight. It's, it's, too, it's too much to expect overnight. But it could work out very well, and hey, it's not that hard. And so when you've got a, uh, a removal of God from thinking in a society, uh, I know you've noted a few things like uh, a godless public education. And uh, really what we talk about quite a lot is uh, legalized abortion and how <coughs> that conflicts uh, with a Christian view of the value of a human life. Um, issues around divorce and prostitution, uh, the LGBT, transgender ideology uh, issues, all of those sorts of things, they uh, they, they group together to, to see some pretty severe uh, outcomes in a society. Well, that's true. But thankfully, some good things are happening. And, 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 and what we're seeing publicly, well, I'm seeing this, is, and as you've already mentioned, Neil, that the... The power of Christians and conservatives is growing in the community, and there are a, there are a growing number of people who are willing to publicly stand up and be counted for these causes, and they are having an impact. I'm talking. I'm talking here about in the public. I'm talking firstly amongst females, and I'm thinking about Kiralee Smith, Catherine Deves, Moira Deeming, Peter Credlin, Dr. Gillian Spencer. And, and Jacinta Nampajimpa-Price. And these are brave women, predominantly believers, and they're willing to make a stand for justice, for children, for families, and the truth, and to face the consequences, and they have. And aren't you glad for their bravery? So this willingness to stand for justice and for truth, uh, this is something that perhaps is growing. Do you think this might be snowballing in any way? Uh, you've got people who'll stand up and be counted and uh, they'll take the fire and the heat and the criticism uh, from those who might be, you might just describe them as being on the left, uh, but those who are standing up for a Christian view uh, do you think this might snowball from here because uh, there's some good there's good foundations in some of the people that are are speaking up? Well, I would love to think that it would snowball, Neil, and let's hope and pray that it does. And as I said, because because of the widespread today of Christian responses that I'm seeing, and it is true that it kind of depends where you're mixing. I accept that and who you're talking to. But I thank the Lord, and I'm sure many of us will, for the website Cauldron Pool and ACL and for Martin Isles, Bill Muhlenberg, Dave Pillow of Church and State, Lyle Shelton from Family First, John Anderson and Alex Antic. Then there's Corey Bernardi and James McPherson, both from Sky News and both of them believers. So we, we have these people now speaking up publicly, speaking up boldly and ready and quite happy uh, to be counted and face some flack and face some, some tough responses. But this is important. And today in Australia, we could well be seeing changes in the next few years where leftist governments are defeated. 
These could well be in Queensland, in Canberra and in Victoria. And this is the beginning and an opportunity for, for believers to begin to be more influential. What are your thoughts on the idea of us being ready for a great cultural shift? Uh, Dr. Stephen Shavura from Campion College, he calls it a Kairos moment. Any thoughts here? Well, once again, I would love for that to be the case. Um, I think there are some changes that have to take place and and. There are some ideas within the Christian community that need to be probably challenged and confronted. I think we've got some work to do at home, in church, uh, uh, in terms of how we think and how we reflect on these things. We've got to sort out this issue about the sacred and the secular, and that's a challenge. But there are people who have got that sorted out in their mind, and I'm glad as for that last month, Uh, You may have heard that a Queensland tribunal has delivered an extraordinary victory for freedom of speech and the protection of children in Australia. And in the case of Lyle Shelton, the Queensland Civil and Administrative Tribunal handed down this decision in the case brought against Lyle Shelton by two drag queens, finding that Lyle's blogs criticising drag queen story time for children at a local public library did not and do not amount to vilification of the two drag queens. And they, these two drag queens had complained that he incited hatred towards them, but the tribunal disagreed. So, hey, that was, that was a win for Lyle, but also not just Lyle, but for the case or the cause of freedom of speech in Australia. You know, we could reflect, couldn't we, on a lot of the Old Testament narrative in the Bible uh, where uh, evil kings came to power and uh, they were displaced and a good king came to power. Uh, Lots of stories, ups and downs, uh, lots of valleys and then some hills in there where uh, good things happened. How do you reflect on the thought that when there have been such significant things that have changed Uh, in an anti-Christian way, that there's a rebuilding to be done amongst uh, God's people uh, and for the times to come. Well, there has to be that rebuilding, as I've I've sort of tried to allude. I think we have to go back to figure out what processes we might have neglected in the past and how how we think what we think. We have to go back and say, well, what are the institutions in in our community that are important? And I would say that the Bible teaches us about family and church and state, or some people would call that government. These are important, but it's also important that each of those institutions in society finds its place biblically. That means we we, we understand what the role of the family is, and what the role of the church is, and the role of the church, and and the role of the state. So we don't have um, one of those three banging and crashing around, damaging other institutions because of arrogance or ungodliness. We respect the fact that each of the three institutions has their proper place. That each of them is required and essential in a healthy community. And when that happens, you've got a whole lot more social peace going on, and that is huge for the community. 
Is there room for uh, biblical thinking about leaders, uh, the thought of prophets, uh, people who might speak into a culture, uh, address some of the things that have gone wrong and say there is a better way and uh, pointing back to a biblical idea, a little bit uh, like Elijah uh, confronting, you know, the prophets of Baal, uh, those sorts of things, those images that we might have of the prophets of the Old Testament. Is there room for the modern prophet to arise? Or are we seeing modern prophets arise in some of the names you've even mentioned today? Well, I think we are seeing some some Christians who are speaking up. Now, whether we call them prophets officially or, or what we call them, what is important is that Christians are bold in the public space to stand up. I mean, I was thrilled a few weeks ago that Kiralee Smith in New South Wales has had a similar charges dropped concerning men playing in women's sport. Now, she has some more charges to face. Also, just last week, a Labor government in Queensland passed Sophie's Law, which provides protection to children in the womb against criminal activity. Now, that's important. And um, so, hey, we want to see these things. Now, as I said, whether we call these people prophets or prophetesses or not, it's not really the point so much as, hey, let's encourage Christians to learn their stuff, learn their craft, and and go out and do it and do it in a way that honours the Lord. And there have been a multiplicity of, of Christians over the last couple of centuries who have been willing to speak up in the public sphere. And these people have made an enormous difference in their day, but not just in their day, in terms of going going further generations and centuries. They made their mark in their time and they are respected and honoured today. And, and we can be encouraged about that, that the good things have happened. And so it's important for Christians to stand up in the public space and be counted. When things go bad, uh, anti-Christian, even to the criminalising of Christians that we've seen in this country, um, if you're going to be fighting back, clearly it just won't happen. (laughs) All of a sudden, you know, there'll be a a nice little twinkle, twinkle, and things will be good again. Uh, My suspicion is that there are some challenging times ahead in the battle to bring back some level of uh, Christian foundation to a society like Australia. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Well, there are some challenges. I mean, no one, no one, if they want to build a building, no one can just sort of turn up somewhere and, and just start building. You've got to begin with the proper foundations. And the Bible speaks about proper foundations for everything. And it speaks about a time in the Psalms when the psalmist says, if, if, if the foundations are destroyed, what shall the righteous do? Well, he, he doesn't answer that question for us, but clearly... If the foundations are destroyed, we've got to build them again and go back to square one and dig holes in the ground and measure up everything and pour concrete and do the things that must be done in order to have a proper building. Interesting, isn't it? Because uh, we all like to think of what a healthy nation looks like. And uh, there's a division and uh, there are those who think that their view of a healthy nation looks uh, a whole lot like uh, some of the things that we've seen as changes of recent times. The idea of a Christian having a view of what a healthy nation is, uh, gleaning those thoughts from a biblical foundation, um, that's, that takes a little bit of effort as well, doesn't it? Well, it does. We've got to go and examine Scripture, and and the Bible tells us that 
evil men do not understand justice. This is Proverbs 28, verse 5. But those who seek the Lord understand all things. And so Christians can go to Scripture and go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me to do what I ought to do. And as we examine Scripture in the fear of God, we can get a it's to be done. In a sense, I'm just thinking of a few things like uh, life is valuable because we're created in the image and likeness of God. Uh, fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. Um, you know, issues around greed and generosity, the differences that come when you have a biblical view. These sorts of things, they, they need to become part of not just the leaders, but it has to filter down into all of the different elements of our Christian walk, doesn't it? Well, it does, and, and I've, I've uh, you know, come across this little seven-word term uh, some years ago that says power, and I think it's, it's actually biblically based. It says power flows to those that take responsibility. And people might ask, well, how does all this begin? Well, we need an incremental social revolution that begins with faithful Christians and churches. And that's, that's not a violent one with, with, with violence and, and guns and that sort of thing. It's an ideological and intellectual and a spiritual revolution beginning amongst the Lord's people. And that will require us, the church, to go back to the law of the Lord and begin to implement that very law and that's what we're here for is bringing the kingdom bringing the leaven of the kingdom of god to the community that will be powerful that that is going to be very powerful and these are the things that that are building blocks foundations for the for the, for the community in the future and historically this has all been generational hasn't it so it's not uh, the waving of a magic wand and everything is good actually it's what parents teach their children what their children teach their grandchildren uh, goes generationally and somehow or other these principled biblical godly foundations have to be instilled in the family uh, the family plays an important role into the future of the whole society doesn't it Absolutely. And and we believers have to be more than just conservative because the Bible's much more than just conservative. It's a powerful book that leads to every form of godly liberty. For as Jesus explained to us in John chapter 8, verse 36, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Now, the question always is, do we want to be free? <laughs> That's always the big one. And then I would say, well, we need to read the Bible and obey it. There's never been a document in human history that has led to such freedom with all its implications, religious, social, political and economic. But freedom always presupposes human responsibility and obedience to God. Well, then, is this a foolish fantasy? Only if you don't believe what God said to Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have success. 
Well, always good getting your insights. Andrew McColl. Uh, Andrew is the Family Voice Australia State Director for the State of Queensland. Uh, for listeners to connect with Family Voice, the website is familyvoice.org.au. That's familyvoice.org.au. Andrew is also the author of a number of books, They Shall Become One, another one called The Significance of the Godly Family. Another one called Inherit the Earth and a fourth one, The Great Christian Revolution. So you can connect with Andrew, familyvoice.org.au. Andrew McColl, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.